millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In 1993, the first ever live stream took place when a handful of engineers tested out their new technology at a live show in Palo Alto, California. Since then, live streaming has become so commonplace and advanced that it's now possible to watch full live concerts with high audio and picture quality from the comfort of our homes. With these advances in technology, there are so many opportunities for independent musicians to connect with an audience like never before. Yet, we're finding many musicians are yet to take that first step into the world of live streaming. Are you one of them? We'll explain why you should be taking advantage of these tools at your fingertips and how to take the first step. Hey, how's everyone doing? For Bridging Atlantic, I'm singer-songwriter Marcy Novelli from Canada. And I'm music web designer Ross Parvis-Smith from Scotland. And you're watching B-Sides, a show empowering musicians with knowledge and advice. If you're new here, subscribe. Before we jump in, we just want to say a big thank you to our patrons for supporting the show. We appreciate you. If you enjoy what we do here on Bridge Atlantic, head on over to our Patreon page to join the official Bridger community. So we're going to be talking about live streaming today. Um, and this is something that's grown in popularity recently as it allows artists to perform and connect with a worldwide audience. At the time of recording, we are living through the coronavirus pandemic, which has resulted in many artists having to cancel tours and shows. And in turn, that's led to many of them organizing live streams and some of them doing it for the first time. So Marcio, as an artist, I want to turn this to you first. Uh, What are some of the benefits of live streaming? I'd say the number one is to be able to reach your audience uh, instantly you know, people around the world, some of them who normally would never have a chance to even see you perform live. Um, so, and being able to just bring everyone together in one community uh, from around the world is, is a beautiful thing. As a, a fan of independent musicians living in Scotland, where a lot of independent musicians, particularly maybe from the US, Canada, Australia, might not get a chance to go to, it's nice to be able to see these artists live, even if it's not in person, mm-hmm. it still has that kind of feel. And I think you're right with other people watching at the same time, you do get a bit of a community kind of feel to it. So I think it does offer a more personal and interactive experience than watching a pre-recorded video because the audience has the ability to ask questions and, and have them answered in real time. And it can really help you feel like you're part of something, which I think I've found as a viewer and you've found as a performer. Yeah, exactly. And actually can create communities, like we were saying, and sometimes people start talking to each other along with uh, interacting with you. And having said that, people are also able to share your live stream across social media with their friends. And it can be a great way to actually introduce you to a new audience for the first time. You know, really don't underestimate how much a good live stream can grow and uh, build your audience, not just in numbers, but in quality and in community. There's been many artists that I'm now a fan of who I found through a live stream by accident. It was because that live stream captivated me that I went on to follow them and support them. So, yep, you're right. Don't underestimate it. Um, I think a benefit as well for live stream. So as an artist, once you've done your live stream, that show is not gone forever. Mm-hmm. It is. It remains online. So you could always share it again with your audience at a later date or a later time if people missed it. And I think it's important to maybe experiment with different days and times when you're scheduling these live streams, because you might have 
an audience who are split across many different time zones, maybe different countries, and you want to try and include them wherever possible. So you're not just performing for the you know the same group of people live each time. You're going to try and reach different parts of your audience uh, throughout. Having said that, like I'm one who really likes to just do like an impromptu show, which I think there's there's a beauty to the spontaneity on that uh, because it can be kind of uh, exciting for everyone involved. And especially I think there's room for improvisation and less planning because it's just raw, real fast on the spot. However, on the flip side, this is something I don't do as often. I used to do it a long time ago when I used to do uh, stick am shows. It was actually scheduling out a show at a specific time. It worked really well, you know, uh, to do that. And I think it still works today. But I do think that you have to have a bit more of a show planned in order to do that um, because there's a bit higher expectations. So considering I don't really do that as often anymore, I'm a bit more spontaneous, but I do want to go to a bit more planned shows. I want to uh, kind of defer to you here, Ross, and ask you what sort of advice you would give me as a musician who is a little um, bad when it comes to scheduling my live shows. <laughs> I guess first off, the spontaneous shows are great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they tend to be more low key. They tend to just be more like kind of Q and A's, catching yeah. up with people, maybe sharing ideas or a couple of songs here and there, rather than you know you're not really doing a spontaneous hour long show. Um, I just did the so other I day, think, but anyway, did you? Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. sorry, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't tune in for that. One. Um, I think if you can try and schedule them in advance where possible, particularly mm-hmm. if it's going to be a longer show. Because I think you want to make sure, you know, people are going to be available. You're going to have people tuning in. Otherwise, you're putting in a lot of work for something that may not get, uh, you know, the audience that that you want to reach. Mm -hmm. So I think if you can try and find a day and time that works for you, send out an announcement to your mailing list, post on your socials and really try and raise that awareness in advance. Um, It's just like playing a show in a venue in person. It's rare that you're going to do a spontaneous show in person and you're going to have 100 people turn up. So I think treat it a little bit like a live show in person. You're going to want to promote it in advance so people can get there and set the time aside to tune in. On the other end of things, you know, to find a way to monetize this. Of course, if you're playing a live show, chances are you are probably going to make some money off the performance. And if you're not, you're definitely, in either case, going to be really pushing your merch. In terms of live streams, though, you know, most artists just go on and live stream for free. But there are some artists that uh, do plan it more like a concert and charge a fee. What's kind of your opinion on that? When should you charge a fee for a live stream? When should you not? And what are ways that you can monetize that live stream? I think that everyone probably should be doing a combination of both depending on what kind of stage you're at with the live streaming thing. Definitely doing live streams for free is a good idea, whether that's on Facebook or Instagram, wherever it is. Those ones should maybe be a little shorter than a full, you know, hour long show, for example. I would say you want to be able to accept tips through PayPal. Make sure people know there's no pressure, they don't have to tip you. But if they want to, they've got the option to tip as much or as little as they want. Because I've seen a lot of artists do that and they've had quite a bit of success with that. And don't be afraid to promote your merch like you would do in a live show. You know, in a live show, you're going to send people to the merch table. In this case, you're going to be sending them to your website or wherever you sell your merch online. There's not really any right or wrong, but I feel like the the whole spontaneous kind of show is probably more of a free show. And something more yeah, planned would yeah. probably be something um, that you can monetize, although you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to. I think you know yourself if your audience are probably kind of more receptive to that. So I think kind of gauge it based on your audience. But yeah, I think you're right. I think the spontaneous show is really more just a casual thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas a planned show, 
I think even if people aren't paying for a ticket, they may feel that they want to give you something because they want to show some support Mm -hmm. to you. So I think giving them the option to do that is a great thing. And in terms of if you want to do a show where people actually pay in advance, there are platforms like Stage It and Concert Window that allow you to sell tickets to these events. The only downside is they do require you to use their platform rather than, you know, Facebook or Instagram Live specifically. So you are sending people somewhere else to view the show. What I would say is it might be an idea to do a few free streams on your social platforms and then maybe offer a monthly ticketed stream. But as always, you should know your audience better than we do. Um, So try a few things out and uh, just kind of see what works best for you. And I think it's important that we mention uh, Patreon here too, because a lot of people uh, will offer personalized live streams, whether private or public, to their patrons, right? So if they do it privately, that, that live stream, of course, is just for their patrons. If they do it publicly, sometimes they'll, they'll just allow their patrons to ask questions or request songs, uh, which is a great way to kind of do both. So, you know, you're doing a free live stream for everybody, but those who maybe support you on the platform uh, monetarily are able to request the songs, are able to, you know, be a bit more hands-on with you. But again, experiment, try, ask your audience. And uh, if your audience isn't really that interactive with you at this time, just experiment until that audience is. So just to wrap things up here, as creatives, we're always trying to find ways to engage with and grow our audiences. And live streaming offers so many great opportunities for doing that. Technology is helping to bring us all together and it'd be crazy not to take advantage of these opportunities. At the end of the day, it's about connecting with your audience any way you can. Some fans of yours will never have the opportunity to see you live in concert for a variety of reasons. And just being able to interact with you and the community via live stream can mean the world. Absolutely. And if you would like more from us, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And of course, be sure to subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. If you want to pick up one of our shirts, visit our website and use the coupon code BTA rocks to receive 20% off your order. This episode was brought to you by Social Surgeon Electric Kiwi, two companies fully dedicated to helping today's musicians. So check them out because they do what Ross. They keep the show alive. Yes, they do. And if you would like to sponsor the show and become an official bridger, join us on Patreon from as little as a dollar per month. Not only will you be able to showcase your band or brand to our amazing audience, but your support will allow us to keep bringing you weekly videos here at Bridge the Atlantic. That's it for B-Sides. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you soon. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.